Amen. I'm greeting all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be in the service of the Lord? Amen. God bless you, Brother Lassimo. So good to have you back. Uh, we had announced that he was in Newcastle. Amen. So he linked up with Brother Steve Francis there. While he was there on a work assignment, we are happy to have you back safely, my brother. Amen. Amen. Now, uh, our pianist are held up tonight, but I was listening to you singing, and it reminded me uh, some time back, I used to be involved in the prison ministry. There was a correctional service services that I had adopted, a, a correctional service center that I had adopted in Rustenburg. It was around about 2004, 2005. It was a juvenile uh, correctional service center. We used to have services every Saturday from, I think it used to be from 11 until 1. Amen. Uh, there used to be an average of close to 40, 40, between 40 and 50 uh, inmates. When we say juvenile, that means it was quite young people. We did not have a music instrument. Goodness, they can really sing those boys. And the way they sang, I said, it doesn't feel like they are in prison. You know, the Holy Spirit will just take over in that place. Then most of the time, I used to ask myself, I say, musical instruments are great, but have they not compromised us in expressing our worship? Because they were supposed to help us, not us helping them. Are you still are you with me? Uh, not only the inmates, I sometimes listen to the politicians when they sing, and sometimes they sing with enthusiasm, with no instrument. But I said, these fellows are as corrupt as they can be, but yet they are very expressive in the God that they worship, which is the God of politics. Amen. Amen. Uh, you see, technology is great, but it can compromise us big time. Amen. But uh, from time to time, God gives us an opportunity to sing an a cappella so that we express ourselves authentically. Amen. I'm not saying music, I don't say instruments are not great. They are great. They've got their role, but they are here to aid us, not us to aid the instruments. Does it make sense? Amen. Now, Brother Mbayana is just held up at work, uh, Brother Watt as well, so they've just given apologies. Don't be surprised when you don't see them here. Amen. Shall we turn to the scriptures? Uh, Sunday, I'm not here. I'm traveling. I'll be in routing, uh, but the brothers will keep the fires burning here at home. Amen. So just don't be surprised, you'll see me that other Wednesday. Amen. Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, verse 6. If found, we can say Amen. Amen. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. This we have got to read it. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Not he was or he will be, but he is. Uh, uh, faith it does not work 
based on the future, does not work based on the past. It works in current time. Uh, are you with me? Uh, when, if, if you have rapturing faith, faith already tells you that you have already raptured. It's not saying you are going to be raptured. And there is a quotation to pick it up. Brother Roman says, the rapture is already in you. Amen. The healing is already in you. Whatever you need is already in you. So faith works not necessarily in current time. As saying 12 o'clock, then faith relates to 12 o'clock. But it is now. Because he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you believe that? Let's go to the book of James 2, uh, verse 20 until 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Amen. So when you've got faith, faith has got to breed works to confirm that faith is dead. Verse 27. Give us verse 27, my brother. Is it? That's it. Okay, what did I do? Actually, we should have started from verse 20. I'm sorry. I just expected that there should be the next verse. But will thou, but will thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Seest thou how faith wrought with his works? And by works was faith made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God. And it was imputed unto him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. Imagine being a friend of God. Verse 24. You see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works. When she had received the messengers, and had sent them out another way. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. As we, as we bow heads, gracious heavenly Father. We have read the scripture. We are depending on the inspiration. May you come, dear God, and minister to us. We have read as people can read, but we are depending on your inspiration because the inspiration brings love, life and imparts life upon the people, dear God. Your prophet has taught us many a times that you are your own interpreter. 
And that is why this evening I dare not interpret your weight. I'm just available as a vessel through which you speak to your people. But Lord, realizing the severity of the responsibility, because everything that we utter behind the holy desk, one day we shall be held accountable. Help me to be as sincere as I can be in helping our fellow human beings here. Dear God, just set me aside. As Brother Branham said, the greatest gift is to be able to set one aside so that God can cooperate through an individual. My intellect is not needed in any way. Neither my thoughts are needed in any way. My efforts are not needed in any way. Dear God, this has got to be the operation of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, we can judge it by the results. When we see the results, we can say, indeed, it was God. Your people are here. Some of them, dear God, have got needs. But dear God, I know you will grant them their needs. Those that need jobs, may you grant them jobs. Whatever need that is in the building, may you make it a reality. And Lord, if those that are sick and afflicted, there is a name of Jesus Christ, which was given to the human race. Whenever we utter that name, even demons do tremble. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we speak to every demonic force in the building. And dear God, we dismantle it from its place. And we say, Jesus Christ has already healed us and set us free. We commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. While you take your seats for a couple of minutes. Just a couple of minutes, I just want us to speak on a daring faith. Amen. A daring faith. That it means a faith with courage. Amen. And uh, somewhat, I've never seen faith being shown in an environment where courage is not required. Whenever you see faith manifested, you must know that it is based on courage. Are you still with me? Now, maybe if I was to ask you this evening, what does your faith look like? Is it strong? Is it weak? Is it non-existent? Or is it work in progress? I don't know how you will answer that. Hallelujah. But maybe somebody can say, maybe I never paid much attention to the level of my faith which might characterize that response may characterize a lot of how a lot of people are feeling today but we've got to give much thought to our faith i say we've got to give much thought to our faith why do we have to give much thought to our faith is because the scripture says and without faith it is impossible to please god Hallelujah. And we have come to know that the contrast of faith is unbelief. And we have come to know that unbelief, you can be, you can be, it does not mean that if Brother Bram says adultery is not a sin, drunkness is not a sin, those are the attributes of sin. Are you still with me? You drink because you don't believe. If you are a believer, you are not going to drink. Are you still with me? So that means you, you, can be, you can be one that does not commit adultery, that does not fornicate, that does not drink, and still yet be an unbeliever. Hallelujah. It does not mean that if your unbeliever has not brought forth the negative attributes, it means that you are a believer. We have to have faith in God. Are you still with me? Because it is impossible without faith to please God. And furthermore, the scripture says, Faith cometh and cometh by hearing the word of God. Are you still with me? Brother Brennan or the scripture simply tells you that faith feeds on something. It feeds on the word of God. If you don't listen to the word of God or you don't hear the word of God, there is no way that your faith will grow. If you don't read the scriptures, you don't read the message, your faith will not grow. 
But similar, in the same vein, if you read the scriptures and you read the quotations and you have faith, faith has got to be activated. Because if it lies dormant, Brother Bram tells us that faith has got muscles. And for him to use the connotation that faith has got muscles, it tells you that for those that are uh, brothers that normally would gym, you know that for your muscles to develop, you've got to exercise. Uh, you still, we've got to lift up those weights. The more weights you lift, the more we see that you've got muscles. Are you still with me? And spiritually speaking, if faith has got muscles, the muscles of faith have got to be exercised. And how do they exercise? From time to time, as a believer, there are certain things that must happen in your life where you must be able to say, faith produced that. Faith produced that. Are you still with me? And, and, and that is why, even before I get into my quotations, many a times God is going to give, bring you into a state of lack. He is going to bring you into a state where you are disparate. He is going to bring you into a state where you don't know how to figure out things. And I want to tell you, don't blame Satan. It is God bringing you into that state. Sometimes God allows the funds to run out. Sometimes God allows the sickness to strike. Sometimes God allows things to go haywire. It is still the will of God because God wants to exercise the faith that you claim that you possess. Are you still with me? How are you going to praise him as a healer unless you are sick? How are you going to praise him as a problem solver unless you've got a problem? There's got to be a problem. There's got to be a lack for us to declare him to be a Jehovah Jireh. And that is why I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what situations that you are encountering. But everything that a believer comes into was ordained by the almighty God. Let's not be too quick to blame Satan and say things are not going wrong, right because Satan, you know what Satan does. No, 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 no. Sometimes you've got to say things are the way they are because God's name has got to be glorified. How many believe that we are not worshipping a stature? We are worshipping a living God and a living God has got to be judged by the deeds. You must be able to say, my God did this. My God did that. And my God did that. And on that basis, I glorify God. Are you still with me? Folks, we've got, things have got to go haywire. We've got to come into crisis situation. They are ordained by God. And you have come here this evening not to be, in, not to be entertained, but for the word to be brought forth so that your faith can feed on the weight, and the more your faith feeds on the weight, when you leave church, you look at exactly the same situation that overwhelmed you before church service, and after church service, you look at exactly the same situation, and you say, Satan, I don't know what I was stressing about, because this is nothing compared to the Almighty God. What happened between the two scenarios is because your faith fed on the weight. I want to emphasize, it does not feed on motivational talk. That is why in a church environment, I will never tell you about 16 ways of becoming a millionaire. That's nonsense. I will tell you, seek the kingdom of God, and the rest shall be added unto. Because why? That formula has worked timelessly throughout the ages. It has worked. Are we together? If you are in your position, you are going to be victorious. Brother Branham said, you are the covenant people. God tore Christ apart on Calvary and he made an oath that you shall never fail. And this evening, I believe that you shall never fail. I don't care what you are against, what odds you are against. But the one thing that I know, when all is said and done, that situation, one day you look at, back at that situation, it will be a distant memory. And you'll say, goodness, I never thought I would overcome that. But by the grace of God, I overcame. By faith, Abraham overcame. By faith, Enoch overcame. By faith, all the patriarchs overcame. And this evening, exactly it applies to you. We can speak in your environment and say, by faith, and put your name and say, you have overcome. Brother Bram say, if you approach God, if somebody approaches God and God does something for them, and you come on the same basis, God is obligated to bless you as much as he blessed them. 
He said to Abraham, come with me. I will show you a city. And Abraham left his people and followed God. Have you not left your own things to follow God? And if God blessed Abraham, he is obligated. He has got to bless you. For certain things are mandatory. Hallelujah. If you have done certain things rightly and according to the scripture, you have got the right to say, I'm entitled to that blessing. Because why? I fulfilled the requirements that are required for that blessing. If you meet the conditions, you are entitled to be blessed. A lot of times, the reason we are not pushing, that's why I'm speaking, not just a passive faith, daring faith. What does it mean to be there? You've got to dare demonic forces. You've got to dare Satan himself and say, Satan, there is a promise in the scripture confirmed by the message of the hour. This blessing belongs to me and I'm coming after it. Are you still with me? I hope you won't go back home the same way you came. I hope your faith muscles will develop. I hope you will be confrontational because a daring faith, it means it's confrontational. Hallelujah. You don't just tell a daring faith and say it can never be done. And the daring faith says, oh, by all means, I understand. It does not understand. So it, it's already done. It has to be done. Are you still with me? Brother Bram says in this message, why? He says, so shake ourselves. Let's be, let's be Pentecostal or, be, or to be something else. If we are not Pentecost, Pentecost is not referring to an organization. He is referring to an experience. If we are not Pentecost, let's quit saying we are until we get back to the real Pentecostal experience. Get back to faith, daring faith. Them disciples sealed their death with their faith. Oh, faith. Oh, faith of our fathers living still in spite of the dungeon, flame or sword. That's what we want. Real, genuine faith. He's telling you that our forefathers were able to confront lions. They confronted fires. They confronted giants. What made them to be so daring is because of faith. Are you still with me? While I'm at that, in the message, the deep calleth, calling to the deep, paragraph, don't have a paragraph here, but nonetheless we'll continue. He says, and God's not, God's not a coward. God is not a coward. Amen. Folks, this, this is a loaded statement. God, there is nothing that Satan can ever do that can intimidate God. God is not a coward. And he says, and he can use cowards in his army. Hallelujah. You know, a brave man relates very well to other brave people. And a coward relates very well with other cowards. They can strategize that in the face of danger, how do we run away? What is the quickest way to escape? Are you with me? There are people that always have got plan B, plan C, and so forth. But I can tell you, sometimes faith only has plan B, plan A. Just plan A or plan A. Are you still with me? He says he can use cowards in his army. Already, if God is not a coward, that means he's going to bring us into dangerous situations. It's not say, uh, you know, we give Satan so much glory. It is not Satan that brings you into dangerous situations. It's God allowing you to come into dangerous situations. Because he is not a coward, he's a courageous God. He expects his children to be courageous. He can use cowards. You got to be brave and stand right up to it. Believe him. Take and trust in his way, not knowing where you are going but you know you're going his way. There are some times where you will not go know where you're going, but you've got to trust that I'm following him. As long as I follow him, we are going the right way. If he takes me through the fire, it is necessary. If he takes me through the storm, it is necessary. The footsteps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Are you still with me? And this God can never mislead you. Everywhere where you've got to go, you will go. 
whatever you've got to experience, you will experience. But there is one thing that must, must give you assurance. As long as he's by my side, I don't care where he takes me. I will make it anyhow. Amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, in the message, speak to the mountain. He says something very profound here. He says, I have in the visions, when the vision, listen, he says this might sound radical, but if the Lord God, who's here on this platform now, can tell the secret of every heart in here, or tell you what will be or what won't be, you know that. You see it night after night. Then he says, if he would tell me that George Washington, who had died in the 18th century, and Brother Ram was in the 19th century, 100 years later, if you would tell me that George Washington was going to rise from the grave tomorrow out on the National Cemetery, I would invite the whole world to come and see it done. Have you got such confidence in God? Are you here? If you're a Zulu person and God says, go and tell the Zulu nation, tomorrow I'm going to rise Shaka from the dead. Have you got the boldness to invite all of them and say, come and see? That is the level of confidence that God wants us to have in him. Are you still with me? He says, that's exactly right. He has never failed me. And Brother Branham in one message is actually saying, if I pray for a thousand people and they die tonight, and tomorrow come, God comes to me and says, go and rise George Washington from the day, he says, I will still have the same confidence in him as though a thousand people had not died before. Yeah. Why? Because faith has got no point of reference to an experience. It has a point of, an experience, a point of reference to the word of God. Faith doesn't compare how things were yesterday. It doesn't compare how things were last year. It doesn't compare how things were last week. It compares to what does God say at this current moment. Amen. Are you still with me? And it says, I've seen visions since I was 18 months old. And not one time has it ever failed. And it will never. Because it's God. And I'm saying, God will never fail. In the message, Israel and the church, paragraph 48, it says, no wonder Christianity can't even lift up a standard. It's because, not because Christ is not able, but because that people won't do it. The message is ready. The power of God is sufficient. Men and women are scared to break out yonder into those spheres before God and dare to trust him and take his weight. The prophets say, the powers of God are there. The message is there, ready. The power of God is sufficient, but men and women are scared. Brother Brown say, if there is one thing that is crippling the church in the end time, it's fear. Fear of unknown. Some fear how next year will pan out, how this year will pan out. Why? Because Satan thrives in an environment of uncertainty. And he tells you, what if? How many have ever been subjected to the devil's sermon? What if? What, what, what if things don't work out the way you thought they would work out? And I, I always say, uh, uh, play tit for tat with Satan. When he say, what if things don't work out? I say, what if things work out? What if you die? What if I live? What if you fail? What if I pass? Always, you must, because when Satan went to Jesus, when he said it is written, Jesus said, it is written. You must always have a counterattack to Satan. You must never accept him and leave him there and become speechless. You must contrast his message because always he will never agree with the word of God. Even when he quotes a scripture, it is to pervert the scripture, but the main intention is to pervert your faith. It is impossible for God to fail. Folks, it is impossible for God to fail. This God... I don't know whether, have you ever seen when God wants to fulfill his way? 
when he was about, when the Messiah was about to be born, God changed even the geography, moved the elements until such time Joseph and Mary had to move because they had to do the census. But it was not because they wanted to do the census. It's because it was a time for the fulfillment of the way. And God drove the natural national elements to fulfill his way. And I say, if God has got to bankrupt South Africa to fulfill his way, he will do exactly that. Are you with me? Let's come to this one. It is in the message, Jehovah Jireh. How many believe God is a Jehovah Jireh? Yes. Paragraph 45. Preached this message in, on the 9th of February, 1961. Is it 61, 62, 61. Paragraph 45. He says, when God saves a man, he gives him a whole big checkbook. Hallelujah. Okay, folks. If you have been saved and you have not received your checkbook, there is a problem. I'm telling you, once you are saved, this it's a prophet. I'm reading a direct quote. When God saves a man, he gives him a whole big checkbook. Now, at the bottom is God everything. The name of Jesus Christ written on it at the bottom of the checkbook. And what does the checkbook say? Whatever you ask in my name, yes, that I will do. Amen. Amen. Did you receive the checkbook? <laughs> I don't know. The other time I told you about asking according to his riches. Hallelujah. Amen. There are people that if they give you a checkbook, you know that ah, this one is going to bounce. But not this God. He has given you a blank checkbook, signed already, and it says, whatever, whatever you ask in my name, an angel is not going to do it. I, a personal commitment, I will do it. Amen. Those that know grammar, I will, it means the determination that no matter what, it's a promise, I will do it. Amen. Do you have a checkbook tonight? Hallelujah. Then he says, Abraham's seed believes that. Just fill out the check and send it in. The deposit is already made. It's in the bank. How did it come through? Not through your righteousness, but through the righteousness of the righteous royal seed, Christ. He was the one he was the one put the deposit in there. The deposit is in the bank. I believe, don't you? Amen. Then don't be afraid to write out the check. The check, the bank will pay it off. The bank of heaven will pay it off. Every check. Amen. Folks, not Absa, not net bank. The bank of heaven. It has never declined even one check when it is cash by faith. But all you've got to do, you write, folks, not what he says you must write. Whatever you want, you write on the check. He will make sure that it is done. And the bank of, I did not know that heaven has got a bank. My prophet teaches me, heaven has got a bank. In another message, he says, God will bankrupt the heavens before he allows his way to fail. There is something in heaven that is backing up you as a believer here on earth. I hope somebody can believe that. I hope somebody can break through their unbelief and say, that's exactly what I see. What you say, I will write whatever in it. Folks, whatever. Yes, sir. Is it a healing? Whatever. Yes. Is it salvation? Whatever. Yes. Everything that he died for, you've got a legal right to write it and say, that's mine. I claim it in the name of Jesus Christ. And put it through the process. It will be cashed. Yes. Are you still with me? Yes. But you know why you're saying amen sheepishly? 
is because you are scared. You are not. You are just hearing Sunday, Wednesday sermon, and you want to be done and go home and just carry on in your own misery. Let me tell you something. Whatever cycle that you are caught up with, if you can respond to this, you can break out of that cycle. I don't care how long that cycle has been there. There is a God that will back up his weight. How many people are here have been praying over situations for longer until at some point in time you wanted to give up? This message tonight, it is for you. There is a blank check where you've got to write your name and write an expected blessing and put it through the process. It will be cashed. I believe in this God, folks. I, I don't know, brother, what situation. There is nothing impossible with God. And our God is not a coward. Are you here, people? And it says, don't be afraid to write and for some time. It's good to do something. The other time I was driving down the road on the N4, somebody was following me. It was a white gentleman. And I just said, okay, they say if you give, you feel good. I was, I was feeling a bit under weather. Then I got into the boom of the toll gate. Then I said, okay, why don't I just pay for the guy that is behind me just to give me a surprise? Don't worry, it was not a lady, it was a white gentleman. Now, I said, no, pay for this car and tell the guy behind that I've paid for his car. And the lady said, do you know him? I said, I don't know him. I just decided that let me just be generous to him. Maybe it will make me feel good. So I paid. I think when he got there, he was told that the guy in front has paid for you. And I made sure that I really drove very fast. <laughs> and I could see the guy was really chasing me. And when he got there, because he thought maybe I'm somebody familiar, and when he, his car just came close by mine, and he looked at me, he realized that, goodness, <laughs> this black guy, I don't even know him. But I could see the smile on his face. That, that act just changed the mood on that day. Are we together? So it, a lot of things depends on us. Are we together? If today, God, you are depending on God, but God is depending on you. If, if he speaks, he says he wants you to have a daring faith. faith. He wants you when you leave this place to identify in your life things that you consider to be bottlenecks. Identify one and zero in on that one and attach it to the scripture and say, this one, I'm going to bring a scripture against this one. I'm going to channel all my energy, spiritual energy, towards this one and watch what God happens. Have you realized that one moment, the moment you have identified a target in your life, that this must be dealt with spiritually, you read the scripture. Have you realized that wherever you go, when you come to church, another sister sings a song to affirm you. Someone comes to affirm you. Wherever you go, you share with believers to affirm you. God is there to back up your faith. Are you here? But who needs to make the first move? You. You've got to make a first move. You've got to make some bold declaration. And let me, if you really, it is impossible to please God without faith. And God does not want you to call out things that are obvious. Least you reduce that to chance. God doesn't work by chance. He wants something that is humanly impossible. Do you hear me? Have you got an impossible situation? That's exactly the same situation that God wants to make a spiritual case study. Are you with me? If it is something that you can resolve, goodness, go and resolve it. And after you can tell your friends that, goodness, I'm a very clever fellow, I resolved this situation. But that one that you know, it has been here, year after year, has bothered me has kept me awake. The moment where I want to forget about it. But once I try to forget about it, sometimes I remember. But today, I'm making the whole... Oh, goodness. You, you, Brother Abraham say, when you shoot, you've got to have a target. 
you must zero in on that and say, this is what I've identified and this is what I will deal with. And you will see, heaven will beg you up. Heaven will beg you up. Amen. God's blessings do not come by surprise. They come by expectation. God's blessings don't come by surprise. They come by expectation. And expectation has got to be based on something. It has to be based on a promise. And that promise has got to be the word of God. Are you still with me? Brahman says, the bank of heaven will pay off every check. First thing, it has to go through the clearing house. That's right, to see if you really believe it or not. That means once the word has been spoken or a promise has been made, and you believe the promise, there is a time in between. A time in between, it's where Satan, that's the moment Satan loves it. Because that is where God does not speak to you. It's a time where you are being tested based on what you believe. That means if you've got a child that is sick and we have prayed for the child and you believe that my child is going to be healed, there's a period between the praying and the exercising of faith and until a miracle or a healing is realized. So that time in between, it is where Satan comes to attack a lot of believers. And Brother Brennan, many a times after he prayed for people, he said, don't be surprised if your symptoms become worse. Why? It is to shake your faith. But when you are a believer, you know that I've had this condition, but it was not problematic to me. But the moment they prayed for me, it becomes worse then you know that this must be the last kick of a dying horse. Because once a demon is comfortable, it doesn't cause trouble. But when it is uncomfortable, then it starts having problems. Are you with me? Then it says, if you believe it, it will pass through the clearing house. Don't worry about that. The funds will return to you just as soon as she passes through the clearing house. That's right. If down in your heart you truly believe, that's the promise of God. You have accepted it in your heart. Ask for it in the name of Jesus Christ. It's coming back. God promised to sow. That's a hair. We are hairs of salvation and join hairs with him. We are hairs with Abraham because we are Abraham's seed. You believe that we are Abraham's seed. Now, in the message, continues in this message, faith cometh by hearing, in paragraph 55. He says, oh brother, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It is the size of the fight that's in the dog. That's what makes, that's what it takes It's somebody who's got that courage and faith in God to stand there and say, Thou says the Lord. Faith moves in and everything else takes its place. When faith moves in, but faith cometh by hearing. Are you with me? And when faith cometh in, I'm in the message, Elijah, you'll bear with me, I'm running ahead of myself. But I'm in the message, Elijah and the meal offering, paragraph 43. Brother Abram says, that great fellow called faith, I've often said, faith has got hair on the chest. What does it mean? Faith is bold. Are you with me? When he speaks, everything else shuts up. When faith speaks, everything has got to be subject to faith. I don't know how many have ever, I've heard a doctor saying, one of the the most difficult moments in medicine is to diagnose a patient with a terminal illness. And he says, when you come to break the news to the patient, he says, that is a quite 
an emotional draining session. He says it doesn't matter how many years you have done it. He says just to bring bad news and see somebody, somebody's faith that was hopeful becoming despondent because of what you are conveying to them. He says it is draining. And he says when you, they walk out of the room and you know that as much as you are their doctor, there isn't much that you can do for them. He says, that breaks your heart. Then I heard Brother Machabi the other time saying, I think he was preaching for you. He said, the doctor's job is very easy. He tells you, but the pastor has got to deal with the situation. But I tell you, the easiest thing that we can do as Christians is when after the doctor said, it can never be done, and he has delivered his report, and you come into the pastor's office, then you have, you've got a report from the doctor. And you say, this is what the, you know, it will even have Lancet letterhead, these are the results, this is the blood test that they have done, this is the condition, and you give it to the pastor and say, this is the situation. I will not look down, I will not be miserable. Because for every report, there is a counter-report. Because the doctor's report is not final. It might have been final in his office, but when it leaves the office, it's not final. After you have given me this report, then I pull out this report. This report says you are terminally ill, and in no time you will die. This report says at some point in time, you must get a hospice where they must accommodate you. But there is another report. And the Lord thy God that healeth thee of all thy disease. Now I've got these two reports before you. And I'm going to ask you, in whose report do you believe in? And if you are carnal, you're going to say, the doctor has been to school for nine, for nine years. He is qualified. He's a specialist. He has dealt with many cases. But I tell you, that doctor was born. That doctor shall die. But there is a doctor, Jesus. He was never born, and he shall never die. He was there from time immemorial, and he can address every situation. Therefore, I can speak like Isaiah. In whose report have you believed? In whose report have you believed? Many reports. It could be a bank's report that said decline. Come and say, Pastor, this says decline. But I've got this other report. Whatever you ask in my name and you believe, I shall do it. Have you realized? This I'm working towards closing. God always waits for the last moment. Brother Bram said the Hebrew children, when the fire was being heated up seven times, he said God was there in heaven. He said the angels were saying, shall we go down and extinguish the fire? He said the very angel that poured water during the time of Noah, he said, I can just deal with that fire in no time. Brother Bram says in the message witness, he said, God said, wait a minute. He says, when they took their last, their last step out of the fire and their first step into the fire, he himself came into the fire. Why did you not come all alone? Until they were not even sure whether God was going to rescue them. They say, even if our God doesn't rescue us, we will never bow down to this image. But it says there was commotion in heaven. Well, there was a meeting here. There was a meeting in heaven. And at the last moment when they walked into the fire, he himself came into the fire and had a fellowship with them. What happened? God was testing their confidence in him. He was testing their daring faith. They're dead, and God as well came into the fire. I'm saying in your situation, I don't know how long it has been like that. I don't know how long you have endured it, but there is still a way out. And there is no better way. This Bible is full of his promises, and every promise can be made a reality. And Brother Brenham said, faith, when he speaks, everything shuts up. When faith says shut up, 
then everything stops because he is the boss. Faith is the boss. When after everything has failed, the last thing that you need to check with is faith. And when faith says, doubt, shut up. Unbelief, shut up. Sickness, shut up. Everything must shut up because faith is the boss. But that faith has got to be built. It must feed on something and it must feed on the word of God. It's good to listen to motivational talk, but motivational talk just, just, just psych you up. But faith builds something in you that can be able to stand to the trials. And there is nothing that can build faith except the word of God. Are we together? And if you are going to be any believer or that is notable in the kingdom of God, you must have faith because it is impossible to please God without faith. And every situation that God brought us into, it was for a purpose. God wants our faith to be built. Are we together? And after you have challenged a situation, and believer, you are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. And if you are a son and a daughter of God, you are part of the royalty. And in royalty, we specialize in making decrees. A decree of a king can never be reversed. And God has given you a blank check on it. You can make a decree. And once you have made a decree, the Holy Spirit will make sure that your decree is obligated and is realized. God bless you richly as we stand. Have faith in God. As we stand to our feet. How many have got situations that they want to dare challenge? How many have got situations that they want to dare challenge? Amen. Amen. Let me tell you a secret. Once you deal with a minor situation, it gives you more confidence to confront another situation. The reason Abraham believed that even if I were to kill Isaac, it is not a big deal is because he knew that if I waited for this boy until I'm this old, even if I kill this boy, God will raise him from the dead. What's happening? It was the unfolding of his own revelation. On the basis, and I say, if you are a message believer, fully converted, living a clean life, the reason you are able to do that is because God overcame for you. And if that faith that you have used to become a believer... It is the very same faith that you must increase its intensity on various situations that you meet. And once you have overcome a situation, celebrate the victory and acknowledge God and say, God, I thank you for this victory. It re-energizes you for another victory. David had to celebrate the killing of the lion because it's what gave him the confidence to kill the bear. It's what gave him the confidence to kill Goliath. So I'm saying, as we are here, there are certain things that God has done in your life, and you know that it is God. Why don't you just build on that experience and say, God, if you can heal this flu, you can heal this. If you can heal this, you can heal that. Are you here? Amen. Amen. And while at it, if you've got nothing to be thankful for, they say... The acid that is in your stomach, it is so strong, it can even dissolve razor. If your digestive system was not regulated, it can digest itself. How many know that? If God can regulate your system like that, that it must not digest itself, that means God is with you at all times. And if he saves you on those small things, he can save you on greater things. Have confidence in God. Let's just sing any worshiping song and then we're just going to wrap up in prayer. Amen.
Heavenly Lord. Father, we approach your throne of mercy this evening. Yes, Father. Lord, we have been through a lot of things, oh God. Mm. And oh Father, how it raises our faith, oh God. How it makes us know, Father God, that through all those things, oh Father, we have learned to trust in you, exactly. oh God. We have learned to depend upon you, oh Father. For had, had you not been there, oh Father, we wouldn't have been where we are today, oh God. But because of your sovereign grace, O oh God, the grace that was there, O oh Father, that took us all the way, O oh Father, until today, O oh God, we know, O oh Father, that we owe, you owe us no explanation, O oh Father God, but you have been a source of provision, O oh God. We remember your servant, O oh Father, when the, uh, there was a, a, a very strong condition, Father God, in a country that you were staying in, Elijah, O oh God. Mm-hmm. When the waters ran dry, O oh Father, Lord Jesus, you reminded, oh, you, you, you remembered, O oh Father, that he needed, O oh God, to drink, O oh God, and you took him to a brook chariot, O oh God. Mm-hmm. And O oh Father God, even us, O oh Father, there are situations, O oh God, that sometimes we look left, right, and center, O oh Father, we are encompassed, O oh God, with a situation where but we don't know how we'll come out of it, O oh God. But Father, you always make a way, O oh Lord, for us, O oh Lord Jesus. And today we are here, O oh God. If we look back, we have got different testimonies, O oh Father. We can look at big and small things that we've done unto us, O oh God. Mm-hmm. We can count them as blessings, O oh Father, and you will give us strength and courage for to face another day, O oh God. Father God, even if we look, Father, at that woman, O oh God, who had nothing, the widow of Zarephath, yes. O oh Father, you sent your prophet there, O oh God, Father, as if you had nothing to offer him, O oh God, through the simplicity Oh, Father God of the condition, yes. you raised a situation, oh Father, that sustained even the widow of Zarephath together with your prophet and the whole family of God. Here we are today, oh Father, Lord Jesus, in times of need, oh Father, you have identified our needs, oh God, for we are always in prayer, oh Father, asking, oh God, for you to lead us through, oh God, and you know what we need, oh Father, therefore you, you, you design a message, oh Father, that has got something to do with our desires, oh God. The, your servant, oh Father God, unknowing, oh God, what we are going through, oh Father, but because you said, when we pray, oh Father God, when we yes. kneel down in prayer, oh Father, our prayers, they don't end, oh Father God, in the clouds, but they go, oh Father God, to the, before your throne of mercy, oh Father, yes. whereby you feel convicted, oh Father, and touched, oh God, because someone, oh Father God, is praying, oh God, mm. you bring a way of escape, oh God, yes. you bring a message, oh Father God, to give an answer, oh Father, Certainly. you bring an encouragement, oh God, and oh Father, here we are tonight, oh Father, we feel so encouraged, oh God, as we go back home, oh Lord Jesus, we are able to look the devil in the eyes of Father. If he says what if a wrong thing happens, we tell him what if a good thing happens, oh Father. Because we have heard, oh God, that we must approach everything with positivity, oh Father. We must look away, oh God, on on Calvary, oh God, and know, oh Father, that whatever happened, oh Father, during that census, it wasn't a coincidence, oh God. You were preparing for a Messiah to be born, and the geographical position had to be right, oh Father. And today, oh God, this message that you have preached unto us, oh Father, has been preparing, oh Father God, Lord Jesus, 
something in us, O oh God, that it may be right, O oh Father. And we have put a foundation, O oh God, how we glorify your name, O oh Father. Yes. How we thank the pastor tonight, O oh God, mm. for this message that is brought on into us, O oh Father. Mm. We have received it, O oh God. May you seal us, seal it, O oh Father God, and may it go, Father God, and perform, O oh Lord Jesus. May we come back with a testimony, O oh Father, that we may be able to raise, O oh Father God, and show to the whole world that this is what that message, daring faith, has produced unto us, yes. O oh God. Father, for David has said, I was young and now I'm old, but I've never seen, O oh Father God, my young man of God, I mean, lacking, O oh Father, and we know we shall never lack, O oh God. Help us, O oh Father God, Lord Jesus, encourage us day by night, O oh Father. Lord Jesus, may you see us through different situations, O oh God, that we might be in, O oh God. Father, we thank you for tonight. May you be with us as we leave to our various homes, O oh God. May your grace go with us, O oh Father God. May your angels encompass around us, O oh Father. May you bless our dear pastor, O oh God. Let May you remember so his far. family, O oh Father. Yes. May you provide their needs, O oh God, Father. Yes. I know sometimes I've heard some pastors, O oh Father, saying sometimes they preach situations, O oh Father God, things, Father, that have come because of what they've been through, O oh God. Mm. We don't know what provoked, what, what made you give him this sermon, O oh Father. But, yes. O oh Father, because it has been so beneficial unto us, O oh God, we pray also, Father, that it might benefit benefit him, O oh Father. Yes. May it not only be for us, O oh God, or there might be a situation that is coming on his way, O oh God. Mm. We pray, O oh Father, for we raise his hands in faith, O oh God, Let that he may so keep Father. on standing, O oh Father, preaching these oracles of God unto us, O oh Father. Yes. As we benefit as a church, may he benefit as a pastor. Mm. May his family benefit also, O oh Father. Mm. May, he so, may he see his desires, O oh Father God, mm. being manifested, O oh God. We thank you tonight, O oh Lord Jesus. Be with us as we commit this service. Everything that has happened in your house, O oh Father, into your mighty hands. In Jesus Christ, name we pray amen amen god bless you my last words to you dare to believe dare to believe amen let's just say i love him i love him and thereafter you are dismissed till we see you on sunday have a blessed time How many love him this evening?